Hello, and welcome to the Sawyer Seminar Bites podcast, hosted by the Boston University Center on Forced Displacement. This podcast showcases talks hosted by our Sawyer Seminar series on border regimes, a grant generously funded by the Mellon Foundation. My name is Chandra Beck, the podcast director here at the Center, and today we will be listening to a segment of the March Sawyer Seminar that we hosted with the University of Rio Grande Valley in Texas, entitled The U.S.-Mexico Border Regime, Trauma, Hospitality, Art, and Protest. This talk is given by Fabiola Olvera Benitez, an Immigration, Education, and Advocacy Manager of Texas Impact. Thank you everyone for um, the invite to be here with you all today. Um, and I'll start a little, bit, a little bit about my background and my story, just to give you an idea of the lens that I'm coming from, because um, it kind of will help you a little bit understand um, so I grew, I was born in Mexico and I came to the U.S. with my mom when I was a toddler. Um, so she made that choice, right? To, she wanted to provide a better life for me. And um, I grew up undocumented in Rhode Island. I didn't get a green card until I was about 20 years old. So I was a little bit older and that's kind of what inspired me. My own immigration case is what inspired me to um, want to go to law school and become an immigration attorney. Um, and so that's what I did. Um, once I practiced a little bit of immigration law, um, I realized the limitations imposed on lawyers by the current immigration system and the laws in place. Um, and that kind of pushed me to want to uh, advocate for changes in immigration law and the system itself. And that's why I'm here today. So I just wanted to kind of set that background. Um, because today we've talked a lot about why people are coming here, right? And that's true from, like Pastor Abraham said, we've been seeing that's been happening all the time. Um, people come here. Um, migration is not anything new. What's new is the different tools and policies in place um, to use to keep people from seeking asylum. Um, again, seeking asylum is legal, right? Um, and it's just the policies that are in place by different administrations now. Um, as tools to keep people out. Um, and so what led me to Texas Impact was the advocacy um, aspect of it. Um, I think a lot of work needs to be done in kind of hearing from narratives that will change public policy. Um, and so Texas Impact is an interfaith-based organization who uh, provides training to different congregations um, all over the state of Texas that want to advocate for justice and their ministries who think that the whole, it's not just about religion, it's more about the people and the justice and um, that everyone deserves to be, you know, inherent dignity is what they believe in. So out of Texas Impact, they, back in 2019, when MPP started, um, they sent different leaders from different denominations to come and observe what was happening in MPP, specifically in the courtrooms. Um, when, as Asalia earlier talked about, the criminalization of people in the federal courts, um, the tent camps in MPP, um, a lot of the leaders came down and kind of witnessed what was happening. Um, and a lot of it was new to them. 
And so them witnessing that and bringing it back to their own communities all over Texas, maybe some outside of Texas, um, was really impactful. And the narratives that they brought back and amplified the voices of what was happening in, in reality um, and not just what was being shown on the media. Um, they thought that um, it would be helpful to have a program in place where more people can come down and learn from the organizations on the ground doing the work um, here. And that's how Courts and Ports, the program that I managed down here, um, came to be about. And so after COVID, it kind of died down. Um, and now I'm here kind of trying to revive the program. I am new to the Valley. I didn't grow up in the Valley. So being on a border community, um, it's new to me and it's really uh, actually really inspiring to see how different community, um, whether it's Catholic Charities, um, Team Brownsville, Pastor Abraham, all the different organizations down here are stepping in when federal and state governments are not. Um, and so I think that's really important um, and special about border communities um, that they're doing the work. And uh, I think their voices and the voices of migrants need to be amplified at our state and federal levels. Um, and we need leaders that are going to take that into consideration and, like someone mentioned earlier, not have fear and lead, lead with those values in place um, for the needs that are needed, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's, you know, they know the, the needs better than anyone else. And instead of kind of further providing more border militarization and funds for that. Um, I think what's needed is different things that um, if the organizations on the ground are doing the work and stepping in and welcoming with dignity and humanity, um, imagine what could be possible if our local, state, and federal governments actually provided resources for those things that are needed. And so back to the program that I'm trying to lead here in Courts and Ports, um, so our aim is that people come down to the Valley and um, partner or volunteer at organizations um, so that they can get a firsthand knowledge of what's happening, um, hear from the stories of migrants directly. Um, we'll go to immigration court and kind of see what's happening there, um, both detained and non-detained. Um, again, immigration court is, immigration laws are complex. And I think that's the gatekeeping of law is real and true. And so kind of breaking down those barriers for people to better understand, um, get a bigger picture of not just like what's happening on the ground, but also how the laws we put in place contribute to further um, dehumanization of people in court, right? People's journeys don't end once they're in the US. It kind of continues. And you all as social workers or future social workers will definitely see that. Um, immigration courts aren't like trauma friendly at all, right? People have to come again and, and explain their trauma all over again in front of judges, their, their opposing counsel, ICE attorneys, right? Their own attorneys. So it's um, very traumatic experience. And just thinking about, you know, people coming down and learning in courtrooms what's happening. Um, and the hope is that they'll go back to their own communities and become those advocates to dispel the false narratives that are we see a lot in the media. Um, and kind of amplify the voices of migrants and the organizations down here that are doing the work. Um, and hopefully it can be, you know, in their own group of friends. I've have heard from people say, well, you know, I come from a group of friends that believes X, Y, Z, but I'm, I don't think like that. I'm different. And I would like, to, you know, how better can I like 
what kind of facts can I give them about these things? And so that's our hope with our program that they'll go back, um, not just from Texas, but I think we've had groups in the past that are from other states like Chicago, Ohio. Um, and like someone said, like Andrea said, kind of starting in their own communities as well, realizing that migrants don't just stay here, they are all over the US and they're part of, they're gonna be part of their communities. Um, so those are like our hopes that people that come here and learn and witness will do the work and go back to their own communities um, amplify the voices of the Valley and other border communities, um, and hopefully advocate for better policies. Um, so that's mainly the work that I'm here to do. And you can't go back home and not do anything about it or not talk about the, the narratives and things you've seen here, right? We all have that now responsibility because we all have all been here and seen the realities of it. Um, so now it's on us, like I'm turning it back on you all to continue doing the work. This is like the start. I know you all are in school and that's super exciting, but um, the work continues. It's not just like you graduate and you're done, right? It's it's always gonna be continuing. Um, so yeah, kind of flipping that switch on you all. Thank you. For more information on the Sawyer Seminar series on border regimes and for upcoming events, go check out the Sawyer Seminar website, linked in the description. This Sawyer Seminar series is made possible with funding support from the Mellon Foundation. This podcast is produced by Boston University's Center on Forced Displacement in collaboration with all members of the team.